Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Boyd and welcome to the Jesus on Display podcast. Before we begin today's content, I wanted just to say thanks for supporting us here at Fellowship Greenville with your gifts and generosity. Because of your giving, we get to share resources like this podcast with you to help reach you wherever you are in your life with Jesus. If you'd like to support the ministry of Fellowship Greenville, you can head to fellowshipgreenville.org forward slash give to get started. Thanks so much for your support. And we hope you enjoy today's episode. God's holy people, made holy by the grace of God, not our own decisions, are called to live out our calling in a culture that's not holy. And one of the ways we put Jesus on display in the world is by living out what it means to be called and commissioned by Christ to be on mission with Christ, which raises the question, So why are we called and gifted? Jesus calls us to himself. He forms us into one body, his church. He gives us gifts. Why? Well, Paul tells us down in verse 9. He says, you were called by him into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I like how the ESV translates that, the fellowship of his son. Sounds like the fellowship of the ring for those Tolkien uh, folks in here. But now, what you need to understand, though, is this term, fellowship, is like a two-sided coin. It has a double meaning. And I've read this verse many, many times, and I used to see it as a simple statement of fact that I, me, as an individual, have been called by God into a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's true, right? Absolutely true. But that's not what Paul has in mind when he says we've been called into, put into the fellowship of his son. He's not talking personal here. He's talking uh, communal here, like Jim talked about last week. I was reading a a book a a few weeks back, and uh, there was a quote in the book that I really liked by a pastor, a Methodist pastor named uh, Will Williman, who for years and years was the chaplain at Duke University. And this is what he writes, again, in sync with what Jim said last week. He says, Too often, the North American church has made the gospel a message for isolated individuals, something personal that's of interest mainly as a solution to personal problems. I think that is so insightful and is so right on. Now, he's not saying the gospel isn't personal. Of course, it's personal. And he's not saying that the gospel doesn't address personal problems. Of course it addresses personal problems. But he is saying that our personal relationship with Christ is to be lived out in community. It's a communal relationship where we live with and among the people of God, using our gifts to build each other up in Christ. Paul did not write this letter to one person. He wrote to a group. He wrote to a church, a community of faith. And when God calls us to himself at the moment of salvation, we are put into the fellowship of the Son. Paul's talking about us, the fellowship we enjoy with God and with one another despite our differences. God's called us into fellowship with one another. Fellowship Greenville is a local expression of the fellowship of the Son. That's the first side of the coin. The flip side of the coin of fellowship carries the idea of partnership. So second, we are 
in partnership. We're in fellowship with the Son, but we're also in partnership. The word fellowship carries both these meanings. In other words, we, as the fellowship of the Son, are called into partnership with the Son. That's us. We're partners with Christ in the work that he's doing on the world, and we have been made partners by Christ's call on our lives. So again, to be in fellowship with the Son is to be in partnership with the Son. Two sides of the same coin. Now, to me, that's a mind-blowing thought that the God of the universe would actually call us to be his partners in his work in, in the world. That Jesus, our Savior, the Savior of the world, would call us to be partners with him on mission. He calls us to be, to be partners on mission with him. That's what, it, that's what co-mission means, co, with. We are partners with Jesus, co-missioned, and we're on mission because he's called us to it. I want you to think about this. Uh, how do you explain your presence here this morning? Uh, it's, 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 it's easy to simply think, well, I'm here because I love the worship. Or I'm here because of the teaching. Uh, or I, I'm here because it's so warm and welcoming and I feel right home. Or I'm here because of the awesome children's ministry and student ministry. Or I'm here because two of the teaching pastors have tattoos. Um, I don't, I, you know, we always have all of these different, uh, these different things going on in our minds. But do you see something that's common in all of those? Basically, we're saying, I'm here because of me. Because of my reasons, my choices, my preferences. And I get that. I'm not saying that's wrong, necessarily. But could it be that you are here together with us because in all kinds of other ways, God put you here? God put you here. Most of the time that we, 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 we simply think of our lives as the sum total of all of our human choices and decisions. And there's truth in that. I mean, our choices have consequences. Yes, that's true. But as someone who's been set apart by God and called by God, could it be that your life and your unique gifts given you by God is actually the sum total of God's choosing you and calling you and putting you here with us at this time and in this place. Like this week, if someone were to ask you, how did you decide to become a part of Fellowship Greenville? You could respond in all seriousness and by saying, I didn't. God put me here. God put me here. And if that's true, and it is, then we need to ask the question, what does it mean? What does it look like to be in partnership with God in this fellowship of God? And it means one thing, and that is this. Partnering with God involves looking for where God is working so we can join him there. It means partnering with God in where he's working so we can join him there. Now, by the way, that's a great definition of one of our core values, which is pneumatic decision-making. Pneuma is the Greek word for spirit, and pneumatic, it talks about a process. It talks about our walk with God as, a, as walking in the spirit or led by the spirit. And so as elders and pastors and staff members, in fact, for all of us, partnering with God is a pneumatic walk with God looking for where the Spirit of God is working, and when he shows us where he's working, we move with him 
in that direction. And if you've been here any length of time, if you've been through our new members class, this is something that you've heard about it because it's core to who we are and how we do ministry. I talked about it in both my uh, prayer and healing messages from the book of James a couple of weeks back. I talked about how praying in Jesus' name means approaching life and ministry in the same way Jesus did life and ministry. And that was Jesus ne never did anything by his own initiative. He always looked for where the Father was working, and he followed the Spirit's leading to join the Father in his work. That is our model of ministry. Over the last month or so, you may have heard us talking about what God is doing in bringing new people here to Fellowship Greenville, and uh, how, how people are coming from all over the country. They're moving to South Carolina, and, and I hear, heard it again this morning, before they get here, they found us online, and they've been watching us online for three months or six months, anticipating coming to South Carolina and being a part of Fellowship Greenville, and, it's, and it's, 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 that's truly mind-blowing, but what I'm about to tell you is even more mind-blowing than just that, and that is, that is we have 925 more people attending service, Sunday services this year than we did at this same time last year. In other words, from 20, 20, February 2022 to February 2023, 925 more people are here coming consistent. That's just crazy stuff. I mean, that's like growing a whole new church or two churches or three churches. Now, for the leaders and staff, we're excited and we're challenged and we're humbled that God would see fit to bring more people here to be partners with us in his work and that he would entrust to us the responsibility of caring for them and discipling them. Years and years ago when we were praying and, and seeking God uh, about what to consider next, a wise counselor asked us this question. He said, if God were to bring you more people would you create the space to care for and disciple them? What a great question. If God were to bring more people here, will you figure out a way to create more space to care for them and disciple them? I mean, if God were to bring us more people, if God were to entrust us with more people to care for and disciple, how do you say no to that? If it's truly God's Church, when God shows you what he's doing, the right response is, okay, how can we join you in that work? If he shows us what he's doing, how do we, then, the, then our question is, how do we join you in that work? In other words, when, when God shows you what he's doing, that's our invitation to join him there. Now, God is bringing and keeps on bringing folks through our doors. So the question is, how will we create space to care for and disciple, and disciple them? And so the elders begin uh, praying and seeking God regarding what it means to create more space so more people can enjoy and benefit from uh, what you experience here on Sundays and, and all through the week. And, and we talked uh, about building a building on the back of the property up in the tree line had architects work with us a little bit on what that might look like and how we would use that space. The question was, how can we maximize every square inch of this property? And despite the challenges of things like parking and traffic and all that, 
Uh, it's still a possibility, even though it's not ideal. Still a possibility. He can show us how to do that. But as we were talking about creating space, we learned that the YMCA had put their Adams Mill property up for sale. And you probably recognize that building if you've been down 14 in, in that way. They were just going to take bids through the month of December. And in and working with our realtor based on current property values and land and building, he suggested that we make an offer of $5.5 million, even though a property like that is pretty hard to uh, appraise. And we did learn that a developer, before they'd ever put it out for bid, a developer had offered them $5 million and they turned him down. One of the things that we talked uh, to the Y about was that if God worked in a way for us to obtain the property, we would be open for the foreseeable future to allow the Y to continue their kids' sports activities there on Saturdays and during weekdays, especially in the summer, as long as they maintained the property and they were uh, really encouraged and excited about that. And so when the elders... uh, met to discuss an offer. We had prayed about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And after the discussion, we came to a unanimous decision that it seemed good to us and what we could discern from the Spirit to offer $5.5 million, again with the offer uh, to let them continue to use the fields and with the stipulation that if we won the bid, we would need 120 days to work with our architect and developer to get a solid estimate of the cost to renovate the building because if the numbers came in large and we didn't have faith to move forward, then we want that, that then it's over and we wanted to be able to get out of it. But then also we know that if the, say, say the numbers come in and they're going, we have faith, let's stretch for this, then it has to be presented to the church for approval, you see. Well, long story short, I've been saying that a lot today, but, but we won the bid. And get this, even though we won the bid, even though they had bids higher than ours, and they graciously gave us the 120 days of due diligence, which is just unheard of, but it seemed to us that God had given us favor in their eyes. And so this past week, We met with architects and the process of calculating the cost, counting the cost has begun. And here's how we would use that building. Initially, at first, the Adams Mill property would simply be another Sunday morning venue. Initially, we would only use the building on Sundays, but we would staff it so that we can do everything there that we do here on Sundays. Nursery, children, middle school, we need our greeters and coffee te- teams and all that. Every, everything we do on here, we, here uh, on this location, we would do at the Adams Mill location. And we would rotate a live speaker in there just like we do with Auditorium 1 and Auditorium 2. And, and the worship would be the same, same music, same quality, same corny jokes, You're not going to miss out on those. And our desire would be that 400 or more of you would decide to attend that campus on Sunday morning because when we look at a heat map, we got a whole bunch of members down that way. And and that would create space here if those people 
if, if, if 400 or more went down there. But um, we can also see how very soon with all of the neighborhoods surrounding the property, how we believe that we would begin to draw people from those neighborhoods. This would not, the Adams Mill property would not be a campus like Summit has four campuses. It would not be a plant and release church like City Lights. But for the foreseeable future, it would be another Sunday morning venue. It would be like having one church in two locations. But I will say, you know, as things grow and develop, if, we, if God opens this door and things grow and develop, we are open to how, might God, how God might lead us differently later on. Now, there's a whole lot more I could say, and I know you have a hundred questions, but that's all I'm going to tell you this morning. Uh, I'm simply presenting to you a possible opportunity as to how God might create more space for us to care for and disciple people he continues to bring our way here. But hear me, this is not a done deal. We're very much in the process of looking for where God is working so we can join him there. So far, it appears that he might be, it appears that he might be opening a door for us to expand to a different property, to create more space on this property, but we still have a long way to go before we can present something to you, if we present something to you. And remember, sometimes when you partner with God, he starts you on a path, but you end up somewhere different than you expected. Now, if you're wondering, okay, well, why are you even telling us this if it's not a done deal? Well, I'll tell you why. Because we want you to seek God with us. We are calling on you to pray with us. And here's the prayer that I would like for you to begin to pray. It's a simple prayer, but it's a powerful prayer. It's the same prayer the elders have prayed when opportunities like this have come up over the last 26 years, and the prayer is simply this. Heavenly Father, is this what you want for Fellowship Greenville? See, we're still asking God about the what. Is this what you want? Is this how you want us to partner with you in your work of advancing the gospel in the upstate? Is this how you want us to create more space for the people you keep bringing here? Heavenly Father, is this what you want for Fellowship Greenville? And we, our hands are open. We're not holding this like, we gotta have it, we gotta have it. We're going, God, do you want us to have it? If so, you're gonna have to show us. It's an open-ended prayer, but we have learned that when you pray questions like this, that you get very specific answers. God shows up and he leads and guides Remember, years ago, when we were first asked, if God were to bring you more people, would you create space to care for them and disciple them? Powerful question. But you can see now, the question today is, God is bringing more people here. So will we be open to creating more space to care for and disciple those people when God shows us how to do it? The Jesus on Display podcast is produced right here at Fellowship Greenville in Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Follow and share this podcast with anyone who might be interested or curious about our church community or how storytelling unites us and helps us feel more connected. 
To actively keep up with what's going on at our church community, head to our website at fellowshipgreenville.org, follow us on all social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. Grace and peace to you for your week, and we'll see you next time.